You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Dragon Tour, the podcast discusses everything about Wrexham FC. Today in Dragon Talk, chances win matches. So when you miss the number of chances Wrexham will be missing, you're going to pay the price. Also, we have a look at the racecourse's forgotten men and a preview of the trip down to Underhill to play Barnet on their slopey pitch. Mark Griffiths and the Chomes bring you Dragon Talk. Hi, well, welcome to the pod once more. And we're desperately trying to sound upbeat. Uh, but the league table doesn't look like the sort of thing that's going to make you feel upbeat, does it really, Wrexham? We're still right down there in the bottom two. And, well, I mean, Saturday against Dagenham. Uh, well, I don't know, Rich. I mean, honestly, you can't afford to pass up opportunities like that, can you really? Well, we had so many opportunities today to, to win that game 4 or 5 or even 6 nil, And we just didn't do it. I mean, Dagenham had one shot. In the second half, I can't remember what it was in the first half, but one shot the whole second half. We had, I think, it was eight or nine. It was, it's disgraceful. We're not even converting one of them or, or working the keeper any more than we did. I think we're going to have to play the sort of nice cop, nasty cop thing here because I'm, I'm resolutely determined to be upbeat about this. I don't think you're quite so, so sure we've got a chance anymore. But look, I'd taken four points out of Dagenham and Barnet. We can still get four points out of Dagenham and Barnet. It can still be done. It can st- I swear it can still be done. Well, I'd have taken four points out of Brentford and, yeah. and Dagenham today, but we've taken one, and it's, it's just really not good enough. Three was the absolute bare minimum we, could, we should have taken, and... We won't be taking one, as I've said, and it's just—it's not good enough. I—I I was confident before the Barnet game that we could, we could get ourselves out of this. Not anymore. I'm not. Okay, we're creating the opportunities. We've got the possession. We can. We're playing some nice football at, at times of the game, but if we can't score, we can't win games. As simple as that. Yeah, it's a. I I I feel terribly conflicted because I also think it's a long game, trying to dig yourself out of trouble, and people often talk about must-win matches. Uh, you know in in February and January and December, and I think that's that's absolutely crazy. I'm I'm, I'm scared that the Dagenham game's a must-win game that we didn't win though. Because um, I look at it, and I think okay, we've got games in hand. They're tough games in hand, but they are games in hand. Everything we gain in that will be something we gain. Uh, I look at the fact that I don't know, uh, you know, that uh, other teams above us will lose games. I know they're, they're not <laughs> all that obliging. But... With games in hand, but they're not points on the board, are they? And and we don't win games in hand. It's not Wrexham style, and it's just. It's just going to root us even further to the bottom of the league table, I think. Your, your acute hearing could make out the sound of straws being clutched, as I was saying that, couldn't it, Rich? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Spot on, yeah. I know. And I've, all season I've been saying, I want points in the bank, not games in hand. Absolutely. But it's there's still points to be won. A, a little little three-match spurt where we can we can actually turn a, a couple of chances to go in. You know, and we did create a lot of chances against Dagenham. Maybe that's because they were terrible, but we did. We've got to we've got to try and build on that somehow, haven't we? Yeah, well, I mean, as you've probably just heard as well, Drew Broughton was not happy with himself with his performance today, but and rightly so, I think as well. He's a striker, and he's if you can't put one of those chances that he had today, he had six or seven decent chances. And if you can't put one of them away, then he can't really call himself a striker, can he? No, he was, he fused himself after the match, wasn't he? He really, really was, but. But but he's made a big impact, I think, at the race course. It's it's again it's one of these these awkward dichotomies you got to try and 
sort of manage Broughton has made a, a big impact into the way we played, I think, and he, he causes defenders all sorts of problems, and I think he's helped Proctor an awful lot as well. But he's, you've got to take at least one chance, and he knows that full well when you get that sort of number and quality of chances you get against Dagnum, haven't you, really? And well, it's, it's all well and good having an, you know, an old head and experienced player here who's helping the other players out, and he's helping Proctor, and he's helping the younger lads as well, but... You know, if you've got one of your 11 who's, who's supposed to be a goal scorer and he's not doing what he's paid to do, he's not really doing his job, is he? Yeah, I know, but he's... But I, I know, I'll stick up for Broughton, I think, though. I know a lot of, a lot of people won't, but he's... Don't get me wrong, his effort today and his work rate was, was absolutely top draw and he deserved to score, but he didn't, and that, that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah, true enough, true enough. It certainly cost us. And, and like I said, I mean, he was aware of the fact that it cost us too. Whether it cost us come the end of the season is a, a bit of a scary thought, in all honesty. These two Dagenham games are big big issues, I think, for us. The, 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 we were we went into the Dagenham match in December. They were in grim form. We just had our first two games in the Brian Lowe. We just won at Berry, and we, we looked all right. We were 19th going to the game at Dagenham. We lost that 3-0. They went on a decent little run. They pulled themselves probably to safely, I reckon. And we, we dropped into the back into the bottom two in that match. We've never been out of it since, and are now here again. Absolutely golden opportunity. First game for years. Well, not for years, or is it? Maybe it is for a good couple of years that we've totally dominated and hammered a team at the racecourse, and we didn't get the win. And I just think those two Dagenham games and the one point you got against Dagenham, they could look like the two massive matches in the season that stand out. Do you think we deserve to get out of it? Uh, no, not at the moment. Uh, well, you can't say we deserve to if we if you look at the, if you look at the table. Uh, really, I, I mean, I, I I think Little's rejigged team hasn't been bad, and I think if we'd started the season with that side, I'd feel well. Certainly, I would. I don't think we'd be sucked into a relegation battle. But you know, you look at these other teams. Uh, it were frustrating us by getting results when we expect them to all be plummeting. They've got goals in them, and they seem to be able to go out there. I don't know, I mean, we look very stable and solid, but we've got nothing really remarkable about us, and we grind out draws on narrow wins or narrow defeats. These other sides are going off to get hammered one week, then they're hammering someone the next. And that's what will work in a, when it's three points for a win. It, and, and we haven't got that. We're solid and stayed, and, and that's a big compliment a little, that, frankly, because what we were before was terrible. Um, but I think that ultimately he, he needed longer to do this job than he got, I think, frankly. Too little, too late. Hey, nice. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. So, nice enough. the best we've had today, is it? But... <laughs> we, we shouldn't drop the, the member of the press who made the worst uh, corny comment after the match. As if I would. As, as if, as if you, you possibly would. But it was pure gold. That's uh, the only hint we'll leave. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there, I think. There is hope. Some hope for the future. Barnet on Saturday, and now we've got a drive towards it. You're shaking your head. Come on. Anything back on on the underhill slope, anything can happen, Rich. No. No, I'm sorry. I, I can't see it happening. I, it's another defeat. Another defeat. And Macclesfield the following Saturday at home. Probably we've got to win that game. And if we don't, then we're down. Definitely. Mansfield in between those as well. Oh, Mansfield as well. Again, I like Mansfield though. <laughs> I got a bit of a soft spot for Mansfield. I'm going to have to be a bit harder, aren't I? Yeah. We, we, we'll, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll beat Mansfield, but we're going to lose. I think. I think we're going to lose on Saturday. We'll beat Mansfield and we'll draw against Macclesfield. You know what I said on my blog, markwfc.blogspot.com, uh, that that 
two games ago, I looked at the next Fortnite games. I thought they were huge, and I said, "We get ten points out of fifteen, and we will have uh, the table will look very, very different. We can still get ten points out of fifteen. Admittedly, it means winning at Barnet, Mansfield, and then a home to Macclesfield, but we can still do it. And you know, we, we mustn't give up. We mustn't give up. You're right. Strange things have happened, but I, I can see us beating Mansfield, but I'm, I can't see us beating Barnet on Saturday. Well. I... I, I'm going for a triumph of uh, weirdness over logic. I hope I'm wrong. I really yeah, hope no. I'm wrong. But I don't know. You never know. You never know. Hope springs eternal. Well, after the disappointment of Monday, Saturday really is starting to look like a must-win game. But will we come up against the dodgy Barnet? Are we going to have our own bad hair day? Sorry about that. I tried to find out a bit more about Barnet by chatting to Alex Jones, the vice chairman of the Barnet Supporters Association. I enjoy the trip down to Barnet. I always like going for a curry on the high street before the match, but the way Barnet are doing, do you think that's the only pleasure I'll get from travelling to Barnet on Saturday? Well, we, we have a special day on Saturday. Um, we, we've got an international day. And indeed, you're the third Wrexham fan I've been in touch with. I've, I've talked to Cara Clark and also to Barry Jones from the London Red. Oh. And so there's international days happening, so there's various events. But, I mean, we are so inconsistent, so who's to say? We're a very young side, and we played very well on the mid on the weekend, and we give, uh, I think, in a bit of a hiding, which was uh, which was quite welcome, and a little bit, a little bit surprising, but quite welcome. And then we um, we lost easily at Macclesfield on uh, Monday, so who's to say? Yes, I mean, uh, Paul Fairclough was very disparaging, wasn't he, about the performance of Macclesfield? He said you were outfought and outfought in every department, but the last two home games, you've, you've won what, 3-1 and 5-2. That must be encouraging home form, at least. Yeah, but the, the, the problem is, it, with such a young side, when we were in trouble two years ago, um, we... we kind of realised what was happening during the course of the season and we brought in some old head, um, Andy Hessenthaler and of course Paul Warra, so you would know. Yes, yes. Um, but um, that, that kind of steady things, when when things go badly wrong now, as they do from time to time, there aren't the old heads in there um, to, to keep, keep uh, get hold of the game for the British press, as you sometimes need. I mean, contrast to Wrexham, because they've got a lot of old players, but you wonder, you know, it's whether they've got the energy sometimes, you think, or the fitness was there. Uh, I mean, and you, you lost, um, I mean, a player who hurt us earlier in the season, Liam Hatch as well. He was a sort of strong well, player. Up, 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 up. Uh, Liam, Liam Hatch has not been a success in the Football League. He did very well for us in the, in the conference, but he had a kind of a purple patch. He's always been a very popular player because of the effort he put in. But he, he had a purple patch where he was scoring uh, quite well quite freely but you kind of knew we would go back to being the only Hatch at some stage but we did need to have a, a tall target man so we've since had one from um, uh, the, the conference in um, Cliff Akiran we play for various sides but that seems to be the, the story we get uh, players from, from non-league which, which, which works over the time but unfortunately they're not even in some cases they're not even conference players so it's a big step up but one person who's done very well is a, is a boy called Albert Adoma, and he came from Haraburra, and he's very promising. He was a winger. I think they they thought Jason Punchin was going to leave, so we found out that we we ended up buying loads of wingers in, in the anticipation of Punchin departing, but he hasn't actually done so. 
And I was just going to get on to Punchin as well. I mean, it, it's an achievement to keep him, perhaps. He scores a lot of goals from midfield, doesn't he? Well, in, well, in a way, it, it was it was a relief. But um, unfortunately, he's not been the same player since about Christmas time. I think possibly affected by the speculation. He's not always been played as in his as a winger, which which doesn't really help his cause. And indeed, he hasn't actually started. Even though he's now fit once again, he was he got himself needlessly and stupidly sent off in one game. But he's um, he's not really put uh, too much form together at the moment. I don't think he would actually cost. Um, you would actually get that much money. He's got to find a certain amount of form again. He can do it, but uh, I mean, I, I was questioning high, how high a level. He, he, he can yeah, find form, and he could be a decent League One player at some stage. But he's got to find that form once again. And of course, he'll be used to contending with the slope as well, which is something that, I, mean, I don't know, Wrexham sometimes have found hard to deal with. Do you find that away teams still find it a problem playing at Underhill, or is that, is that a bit of an exaggeration? No, I think it's a little bit of a fallacy by now. I think, um, I mean, and also especially um, the likes of Wrexham have come, have come to us on so many occasions now. You can't really tell. Sometimes we, we think, oh, we're going downhill in the second half. We're going to improve going down the hill. We've 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 kept the sight um, in nil or something, but it doesn't always work that way. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a, especially last season as well. We seem to do a little bit better going up the hill. So that's a look into uh, the near future at Barnes next Saturday. But looking a little bit further into the middle distance, Rich, um, we've also got an issue of having this huge bloated squad, 30 up to 39 in the squad numbers. There's an awful lot of players in the squad who must be looking at whether they've got a future or not. So I guess you can split them into two groups, can't you? The, the young lads who must be wondering whether they're going to be given a crack at the whip here, and also maybe the more established ones who'll be wondering whether their excellent time is over. But the young lads first, who do you think's got to uh, watch out in the summer? I think Levi Mack is very top of the list. I mean, he hasn't really featured much this season at all, has he? I mean, then you look along the like, lines of players like Matty Doan, who've been, who've been so promising for Wrexham in the past, and they're just not really getting a look in anymore. Well, ex exactly. I mean, he's, he's got back into the squad now, and you'd like to think of the young lads might be given the opportunity to develop, but, I mean, Wrexham... <laughs> Brian Little seems to be liking the three at the back quite a lot, and now for the Brentford game, appears to favour switching back to that, and that doesn't suit Doan whatsoever, does it, really? No, not at all. I mean, other players have got to watch out as well. I mean, Mark, Mark Williams was, was looking quite promising. He wasn't really scoring many goals for us, but, you know, he was looking like a decent player. Mm -hmm. He seems to have faded to nothing as well. And, and Mike Carvel, who's he? <laughs> yeah. I thought he is a player who was damaged badly by playing wing-back, in a match when he's clearly not cut out to be, which is what was done to Doan in the game against Dagenham. Now, Carvel, of course, did well in an initial game against Lincoln as a wing-back when Nexon were pushing on, but then the next Tuesday they against Chesterfield and he just couldn't cope with that. I mean, you know, I mean, it's done in no favours. I think Carvel's a half-decent player. He's a real scrapper, but he's disappeared completely... That's what I can't understand, Mark. Sorry for cutting you off there. It, it was... He looked so so promising, and that, again, he's just disappeared. I, I think Brian Little's got a very kind of... He's 
got his mind made up about the players that he wants to have in his squad and he wants to be playing in, in his, in his uh, first team every week and the others unfortunately don't seem to get any, any kind of a look in mm. that's true isn't it I mean I mean, you never know the young lads he may just think well this is not a time for youngsters the experienced players are the ones who've got to be thrown into this and then you reassess in the summer because what division made him will uh, determine to a great extent how he reassesses that as well but you're spot on though we, we do need the experienced players we, we, you know, when we're battling we're battling the football league Mark and we, we, we need experienced battling big players you know you know, the, the old heads who are not afraid to put their boots in a bit mm-hmm. and with the young players don't get there but at the same time though the young players can inject something into it <laughs> that's right I mean uh, and also players like to Mark Williams all right, he's not in it at the moment, but he, he has been given opportunities until Little was able to reshuffle, and he was given games ahead of more experienced players, so maybe that's a decent sign for him. What I'd be a little bit more worried for uh, are the old heads that he inherited who are not getting a look in, because let's be honest, there are some players in the squad now for whom the future doesn't look too bright in the Brian Little. Oh, you're spot on there, Mark. I mean, the person who I think had a great hand in keeping us up last season, our goalkeeper, Anthony Williams, who has been pushed out of the side now by the, the side of Gavin Ward, and I'm just wondering how, uh, how Williams feels about that. And I mean, I could probably see a goalkeeper coaching role coming up for him at the club. But, uh, you know, he's, he's still good enough to play. And I, I can't see him being happy when he pushed out the side. Well, exactly. I mean, it's, it's strange. Goalkeeping is all about confidence. And he just felt that Williams, who looked very confident at the end of last season, hasn't looked confident this time around. But... I mean, it's tricky for him, isn't it? At his age, he doesn't really want to be a, a sub-keeper. Excellent. should be glad to have an experienced guy on the bench like that. I mean, you don't know what the situation is. Ward is as well. He's, he's getting on a bit. He's nearly as old as me. Yeah, well, I'm not going to comment on your age, Mark. We all know that. But, <laughs> but I mean, Williams isn't even getting the bench with us anymore at the home games. All right, the name, Little's naming a sub-keeper for away games. But the home games, he's not doing it. And he hasn't done for the last few games. Mm-hmm. And you've got to say, Williams cannot be happy. He's going to be becoming very, very unsettled. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it ask the question as well about Brian Kelly's judgments in the transfer market because you could also maybe look at a couple of his signings and ask if they've got a future. Sylvio Span, most obviously, I think. Uh, Avian Williams as well, who is, seems to be getting back fitness to play for the reserves now, but Brian Little doesn't seem terribly interested in having him in the first size. Again, Avian Williams, he's, he's a guy who, on his, on his day, could, could really change the game for us mm-hmm. and, and win games for us, but again, he had, he had a bit of you know unluckiness with his injury. But now he is coming back, you're right, and he played the reserve game, it must be about four or five weeks ago now, and we haven't heard anything else about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a strange situation with Avian Williams, isn't it? So he didn't really spark as you would have hoped in the Wrexham shirts, and oh, I mean, that's a cool ironic blow of all you, you, you think it's that first goal is going to break the dam he scores it he's crippled straight away he doesn't come back but I don't know he looks a bit like Wayson's yeah in this scrap but Little doesn't seem to be looking back at him with any fondness well you spot on and if you look at the, 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 the sorry if you look at the fence as well Sean Pedrick I mean he's disappeared as well into obscurity and, mm. and Pedrick's a guy who all right, he has, he's got his critics but I really rate Pedrick and I, I think Compared to some of the players we've got on our, in our first team, mm-hmm. he does a better job at the back than, well, one person in particular. <laughs> what are you referring to there? Uh, <laughs> answer the back of a postcard, please. I'm a, I'm a fan of the pigeons. Uh, I like the guy. Um, and I'd be, at least the one that concerns me, that we've made this list of players to look at. Uh, I wouldn't feel I'd miss really many of them who are under threat, except for, I feel, I'd feel sad for Pedrick to go because I feel Pedrick's made a, a big contribution over the years. His confidence has clearly been down this season, undoubtedly, and I, and I don't deny that. I, I'm not sure whether he should be in the first team right now, but I, I'd, I'd like to think there's a future for him at Wrexham. I'd hope so. I mean, it's state of mind over the last few months when, when he wasn't getting into the side. 
I know, I know for the fact that he wasn't happy with that, mm. with our league position as well, and with, with the amount of goals we were leaking. But that, that was, that, you know, that was showing his real passion for wanting to play for the club, and wanting to win for the club. I, I just think that he deserves that other, that another chance because I, he didn't really do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. His distribution a couple of seasons ago wasn't the best. Okay, I'll admit that. But recently, he's got much, much better, and his just awareness, mm-hmm. his pace, his tackling ability, he's just improved tenfold, and he's, he'd be a credit to have on the side, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think we should also maybe just have a, a minute silence for the Wrexham careers of Josh Johnson and Robbie Garris. But <laughs> if you can with the PA system, as, as, if it's 10 to 3, it must be Ruby uh, on our PA system, it seems. It seems to be set on permanent rotation. Yeah, indeed, yeah. But another player as well, Mark Jones. Mm. He looked so promising a couple of seasons ago. Okay, another player who's been, been lucky with injuries, but at the same time, he's been quite, he's, you know, we've been hearing the press about him being nearly nearly fit again, and then it just, just disappears again. And mm. he's another player who, well, if, if we don't, you know, he's the sort of player who could move on. Mm. I mean, I, I don't, he's not really match fit at the moment, is he? But again, he's, he's the sort of player I'd like to see remain at Wrexham because he can do the job for us. I just worry, no, I, I, I'm such an admirer of Mark Jones, I just worry that we spend two years knowing that he's got the quality to be playing at a better level, but I'm just hoping upon hope he'll make it. And I, I just worry that, well, in the situation we're in, maybe just in general, a football club can't base itself on those sorts of hopes, you know, I mean, you got it. We know what he can do. We know he may never play again. Let's get him back in and just hope that it turns out. And we spend a year and a half waiting and hoping it'll turn out, but it doesn't. You know, Mark Jones. We wait for him to get fit. It doesn't. You know, I I, I, I love Mark Jones and the fit Mark Jones and in form uh, lifts us a long way up at the table. But I, I just worry. I'd love to see him back and sparking. Yeah, I, I agree totally. But I think with the Ugarte thing as well, it's you know living on a past legend. Unfortunately, right? I mean. Ugarte on his day was, was was he was a great goal scorer, but I, I don't think he'll, you know even if he does get himself fit again, I don't think he'll ever you know return to that that, that, mm-hmm. that same kind of state of ability. Mm-hmm. But I think the same with Jones as well. The, the, you know, the longer it goes on without him playing, the more this legend's going to build up for how he used to be with his his wonder strikes from 25 yards. And he'll never get it back in, he'll never be the same, but when he does come back, I just feel that Ruxton fans can get on his back a bit, and it can prove to be a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I, I, I do feel that, the, the, that there's a lot of pressure on him, and I, I feel with Jones as well, uh, he's clearly someone who really, really cares about his football, and, and genuinely cares about this club, and I, I don't think that's actually helped him. Fans talk about wanting passion and wanting desire, and I sometimes think that's put a lot of pressure on Jones, who we often talk to him after matches, and he's down on his performance because he wanted to do more, when really Really, you're looking at it thinking you weren't that bad you know you were okay and I, I think he's hard on himself he really really wants to do what's required for this club and as a result you know sometimes it just makes it difficult for him to achieve and you know it's a man management thing we need a manager who can come in and somehow release that weight off his shoulder and just let him fly again against spot on but I think there's a lot of players at this club who, who feel the same they get down the performance, they get down the team's performance, and it drags the rest of them down. We, we need characters in the dressing room who can lift the players no matter what. I'm not, I'm not saying that if we lose, they should be coming out of the changing rooms at the end of the game laughing and joking, but they should be able to hold their heads held high knowing that they perform the best they can do. Mm. And we, we need those sort of characters. People like Danny Sonner, mm. who's been brought in, he's that sort of character who always gets the dressing room in hysterics after talking to some players. But we, we need to, you know, we need that confidence again, and it's. Well, the best way we can do that is by getting three points week in week out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's done very well, Brian Little, I think, in, in working on that dressing room 
atmosphere, uh, obviously. <laughs> the worry is, of course, if you're not part of that dressing room, then you're going to feel extremely cut out. And now Little, we've seen a number of these players coming to play for Little who have ne- who've played for him before, and they talk about the great loyalty they see for him, Hall saying, all he's going to do is pick up the phone and I'll come back to him. There have been mutterings this week about people saying, I'd go down to the conference with Brian Little. You know, I mean, he, he clearly engenders huge loyalty, and that's a sort of personality who might be able to lift the, the weight off Brian Mark Jones's shoulders as long as Mark Jones doesn't feel he's, he's part of an excluded group who, who aren't the ones in a changing room having a laugh, but the ones on the fringes looking in and thinking, oh, that's a nice little party, but I'm not part of it. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? The long, the long year out of the first team, you know, the worst, worst I feel is going to get. And for a player like Mark Jones, who is very, very much confidence-based, mm-hmm. it's going to destroy him, unfortunately. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a tricky juggling act to have a squad so big. Let's be honest, in six weeks' time, it won't be nearly as big. But then, uh, like I say, what happens at the end of the season and where we go next will be the determining factor in an awful lot of those decisions too. Uh, well, this has been Dragon Talk, the second instalment. We hope you enjoyed it. Tune in, of course, on Saturday. Get the podcast of the match against Barnet. And let's hope we've got something positive to report then. But until then, we're Mark Rivers and Rich Holmes. Uh, however you sign off podcasts may the pods be with you I like it may the pod be with you okay. <laughs> until next time absolutely now let's get to the escape ladder and crawl ourselves back into the daylight Dragon Talk the podcast discusses everything about Wrexham FC That was a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more information, visit www.wrexhamfan.co.uk.